And when I walked from the, the shelter to the subway, I was one kind of person. I was the kind of young boy who belonged in a place with burnt out cars and crackheads on the street. And then I got on a six train and I traveled for 45 minutes. And there, the men wore suits and ties and they carried briefcases. And I became a totally different person. We have a word for that now, right? It's called code switching. We didn't have a word for that 30 years ago. I would like, be the person who belonged in the ballet studio. And then I would be the person who belonged on the street corner in, in both worlds. And so when I went home and I said, hey, I want to be a dancer, my mother was great. But she didn't understand. Stay out, stay out, stay out. That was internationally known dancer, choreographer, and educator Stephen Melendez describing his experience growing up in the Bronx, but actually living another life. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more, 
of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of Naked. Today, I have a very special guest on. um, And the reason why he is special for me is because I feel as if Stephen Melendez is inspiring. And I think you'll feel the same way. He's an international dancer, a choreographer, an educator. And within the last year or so, he just became the artistic director of the New York Theater Ballet. And it's a full circle moment because uh, the New York Theater Ballet has a program called Lift. It is to help uh, homeless kids and homeless insecure children discover the arts. Um, And it's this very program that Stephen joined when he was seven years old that made him who he is today. So for him to now run the program that changed his life and mentor other young children who really need it seems extremely special and chosen. I hope you guys really pay attention and enjoy this edition of Naked. 
We caught up with Stephen Melendez in his favorite place where the kids are rehearsing and singing and dancing in the background. So please excuse the noise and pay attention to the story. So on my podcast, I love to interview people who are very honest and naked. So this is apropos. Um, the, as And so I'd like to start. I'd like for you to tell me how at seven years old, uh, you and your family were homeless and you lived in shelters in New York. And if that, I'm really, really curious how it got to that point in your life at seven years old. That's such an important age to me personally. I remember everything, but it always starts at seven for me. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't actually know all of the details. I mean, I know all the details in the way that a seven-year-old knows the details, you know, which is to say not very well. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's what I know for sure. I know that when I was very young, I lived in a really quite a nice house in not a bad neighborhood in the Bronx in New York mm-hmm. City. Um, we had a garden and a backyard and attic. Um, and I know that one day the landlord, the person who owned the home that we were renting from, um, died. He passed away. And almost immediately after he died, whomever it was that took over the house after that, um, I don't know if they were meaning to be mean or not, but um, they kicked us out. And as far as I know, it happened overnight. Now, you know, I don't know what the conversations were. I was seven years old. But it was so abrupt being evicted from there that my mother is a single mother. Um, she didn't even have the opportunity to collect our belongings. Mm. You know, they we're all locked in the house. And so the next day we went back to the house and we broke in through the back window just so that we could grab our own things, the things that we lived with, things that we needed, medicine, files, pictures, clothes, stuff like that. Um, and that week and the, the maybe two weeks, I don't know how long it was, um, was really tough. And then we ended up in, in the shelter, in the New York City um, shelter for families. Um, and the shelter was in the South Bronx, which in the early 90s was the stereotype of the South Bronx, you know, right. burned out bars and really disgusting, horrible things. Um, and thus began a totally different childhood than the path I was on, you know? And um, I don't know, you know, people ask me, you know, well, it's not for the Lyft program, it's not for New York Theater Ballet. Right. Would I have become a dancer? That was going to be my next question. I was going to say two different paths, but were they all taking you in the same place? Yeah, the truth is, I don't know. I mean, I was a Puerto Rican boy in the Bronx, right? So none of those things lead toward ballet, right? It's it's not a thing for Puerto Ricans really to be ballet dancers. It's not a thing for boys, young boys, certainly to ballet dancers. In the neighborhood I was in, whether it was the first neighborhood or the shelter neighborhood, it wasn't part of the culture. It wasn't part of the lifestyle or the curriculum of life you know, at that time. Yeah. Um, so it's unlikely that I would have had a life in the arts if not for the shelter. Um, but also, you know, my mother was incredible. She was a really um, smart and dedicated and um, and competent single mother. You know, she, she was a single mother by, by choice, not not by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, she, she had two children. And um, yeah, she, she, was, she was an amazing woman. Um, and so it's possible that, you know, she understood the power of the arts and she would have put me in some kind of arts thing anyway. I don't know. Um, but certainly being in the shelter is what gave me the direct line through this outreach program at New York Theater Ballet to study ballet. Now, the truth is, when I first 
took a class. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Um, but, you know, about a year later, I guess it was almost exactly a year later because the first outreach workshop was in the holiday break, you know, over Christmas and New Year's in the public schools. Um, and then one year after that, I was in my first performance of The Nutcracker, which is, you know, the, the, the performance that every child does when they're a dancer. <laughs> and I was, I was Little Mouse number two in a giant rat <laughs> costume with a big mask on um, and all the professional dancers with it. <laughs> and uh, I was on stage for probably 30 seconds, maybe less. I don't know. And at the end of the show, I got to take a bow. And I thought it was the most incredible thing that everybody in the audience was clapping for me. Now, the truth is they weren't clapping for me, right? They were clapping for the professional dancers behind me. I thought they were clapping for me. Mm -hmm. And that affirmation, I mean, maybe it's my ego. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it was. I like people clapping for me. <laughs> Where we landed at the end of it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you know, now, now as an adult person and someone who works with children, I realize that actually what that is that liking people clapping for you thing <laughs> is the affirmation of being adequate right? <laughs> for any young person. They need that. Of course, we're talking about earning their own self-respect. Yeah. Okay. It's necessary for a child to do something because they know it's the right thing to do. But for some kids, they need to get the, they need to hear that from others. Yes, of course. I, I don't know what human being doesn't need to hear that, period. I don't care what you say. I do believe we need it at, at, at all ages. Because if you, do, if you don't have someone along the way affirming you, it really does change your trajectory. For you, it was live. For me, it's a program called Upward Bound. I'd, I'd really like for you to share with me um, how full circle it is for a full circle moment it is for you to to be able to be the creative director um at the ballet that you studied at the, the theater i'm i'm making sure i say that correctly i'm no ballerina clearly um <laughs> clearly not a tech guru either but you know what i'm saying it's a, like a full circle moment i'm like here i am i study here and now i'm back being great here i think it's beautiful i just love this whole story thank you yeah it's pretty wild i mean i you know my my career spanned uh, nearly 20 years dancing. You know, I, I became a dancer. I joined the company when I was 14, which is pretty young. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was traveling around the world already as a teenager. I moved to South America. I, I joined a company in Argentina and I was in, in Europe. I was in Estonia for three years. I started the ballet program in Japan where I taught in the summers for 10 years or maybe 11 or 12. I don't even know how long. Um, and I was dancing and performing and choreographing and doing all kinds of really great things, um, all on from this seed of the Lyft program at New York Theater Ballet. And then I got injured, which is, you know, the, the stereotype of every ballet dancer ever. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a hard pivot to something else. But luckily, I had made a little bit of a name for myself as a dancer. And um, not long after, you know, I sort of told the world that I was retiring from the stage and I couldn't dance anymore. Uh, I was offered a job as the artistic director of the Highland program at National Dance Institute in New Mexico. Mm. And I was there for three years. And for those three years, I had a crash course in emails and meetings and agendas and all of the office stuff, you know, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? Budgets and sure. human resources yeah. and all that. Stuff that you with <laughs> yes, not artistic, not artistic at all. Not God. at all. Uh -huh. Not at all. I, I spent my entire life traveling from the airport to the theater to the hotel. Uh, I, got I, I get and, it. I get it. I get it. I'd go to the movies and call it research uh -huh. for my character uh -huh. development. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and now suddenly I'm doing spreadsheets. So 
Um, so I had three years of that. And, and <laughs> I can imagine. I th- I would believe you would be losing your mind. I, oh, I, if someone miserable. told me to work in an office nine to five at this stage of my life, I'd be like, no, I could not. I must be one with the people. So I totally get it. I must. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. So Diana, who is the founder uh-huh. and artistic director of New York Theater Ballet, uh, decided she was going to retire. She, she'd been running New York Theater Ballet for 45 years, or 44 years, I guess. And um, she called me and she said, I want to retire. Do you want my job? And That's great. I thought about it for a little bit. You know, I, I understand. How long is a little bit? How long is a little bit? Oh, maybe a year. A year? Yeah. You had to, it took you a year to decide if you wanted the job? It took me a year to figure out what the job was. Well, meanwhile, were you doing spreadsheets this whole time for that year? Yeah. Oh, I was. no. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> I, you know, well, New York Theater Ballet is a huge organization. You know, with the, there's, a perform, there's a professional company. Yeah. There's a ballet school. And there's all the, the things you want. I don't understand what the thought is. The thought is, yes, I'll figure it out when I get there. But you think differently. Go on, artists. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess my biggest concern was, you know, there's a cliche of the moment when a son dunks the basketball over his father's head. Yes, 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 yes. yes, Or the moment when when you're playing chess, you know, you checkmate your parent or something. When the student becomes the teacher, yeah. There was something really like a a ground shift for me to hear that Diana was retiring. Mm -hmm. And then to think that I would take her position I mean, I knew what she had meant to me, and I knew what she's meant to hundred thousands, probably, of children in New York City. Not to mention running the company. You know, when you run a ballet company, you've got all these dancers. You know, fifteen, twenty dancers here that are in the primes of their careers. Mm-hmm. That now they rest on, you know, whether I program the right thing and get the right critic in the room to For get sure. them the right. To, you know, sure. I'm holding their careers there. So yeah. there, was, there was a lot of sort of. Imposter syndrome. Can I do that? Really? You want me? Like out of all the people on the planet, you're talking to about me. Um, and here I was, you know, 30, how old am I? 37, trying to figure out how I'm going to run, mm-hmm. you know, a million dollar organization. Now, a million dollars actually is small compared to the National Dance Institute and where I learned all the budget. So not not that big oh. of a deal. Oh, okay. But, where you were he- the place yeah. where you work that had the really long name. I'll get to you about why these names are so long in a minute. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> so that's a- now I'm now I'm here. I've been here for a year. I'm just starting my second year yeah. as director. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I haven't burned anything down yet. Yay. This is great. I, New York Theater Ballet is yeah. celebrating 45th anniversary this year. Um, and the Lyft program is as strong as ever. In fact, stronger. Now we've got a freaking movie out, right? So people will know about what we do and hopefully they will get involved and um, we'll be able to get to the next the next level, I think, I think, I think. We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Thanks for listening to Naked. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. 
State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey everybody, welcome back to Naked. Uh, today's guest is a choreographer, a dancer, an educator, Stephen Melendez. He has a documentary that's out right now called Lift. Uh, you can watch it on Paramount Plus or you can Google to see where you can find it. But I just want to make sure that we support this project. Melendez has so many profound things to say. Take a listen. The kids in the documentary are so soulful and so honest and so wise beyond their years. I mean, it, it is lovely and your story is amazing. And while I'm teasing you because you're an artist and you're thoughtful and I'm like, just take the job. You're like, well, do you understand? There are so there are many implications <laughs> here, young lady. I'm like, wait. And I'm like, well, then take the job. And you're like, it took a year. I thought you no, I'm kidding. But it all worked together. And I just, I'm excited for this story because all you need is a yes. That's all you need, that affirmation. And you are living proof of that, which is why I didn't know why it took you a year to take the gig, but I get it. And so now that you guys are thriving in your second year, are you feeling less imposter syndrome? Are you feeling like this is what, this is me. I am doing what I am meant to do, be doing. You know, I'm, I'm not feeling less imposter syndrome, mostly because I have really, really big ambitions. I I see a future where the dance industry is very different than it is right now. And I look around and I wonder, who's going to do that? Who's going to make that happen? And then I realize, oh, yeah, Stephen, you're the one who's the director of a major ballet company in New York City. You're the one who's going to make it happen. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that for me is really crazy, really crazy that it's me. I'm the one that's the whole world has boiled down to what Steven is going to do. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I have plans. I have spreadsheets now because I, know <laughs> I have plans. I have strategic plans and they have like financial pro formas associated oh, okay. with them, which is okay. a word I know okay. now because okay. I learned about this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole thing. I think. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, one of the, one of the, this is great. The Lyft program is great, right? Yeah. Working with, working with young kids is great and introducing them and giving them access to a whole different world is amazing and important work. But one of the things that doesn't work so well with the current format of outreach work, um, and the outreach work, I mean, you, you've heard of this before, right? Um, uh, arts programs go into public schools and they give them free tickets to come see a show, right? Mm-hmm. And they do like a school. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
you know, um, teacher aides come from wherever and they do like a, a seminar or a lecture or a workshop in the school for a week or they do it on a school assembly or something and they get some really cool person to come in and tell all the kids about their job, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, what do they call it? The job day at the school, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. And they open the eyes of these young people to all these great, amazing possibilities in the future that they could have. The problem is that those kids often, certainly if you're a child like where I came from, often they go home mm-hmm. to their parents or their grandparents or their aunt or uncle or their big sister or whoever it is that's taking care of them at home. And they go, I had the most incredible experience today. I want to be a dancer. Because I learned about dance. I want to be a musician because I learned about music. I want to be a whatever, right? And unless those parents or teachers or wherever the adult is in the house was at the workshop, they have no idea what the kid is talking about. Mm -hmm. They have no idea why dance is so special and what it can do for a young child and how it helps in their development beyond any other activity they could possibly do. And so instead, they meet like a like a brick wall they crash into the reality of their home culture of the community that they live in and this was my situation you know that the shelter was in the south bronx and when i walked from the the shelter to the subway i was one kind of person i was the kind of young boy right. who belonged in a place with burnt out cars and crackheads on the street mm-hmm. and then i got on a six train and i traveled for 45 minutes and I got off the train on Park Avenue and 31st Street in Manhattan. And there, the men wore suits and ties and they carried briefcases. Mm-hmm. And that was a totally different thing. And I became a totally different person. We have a word for that now, right? It's called code switching. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a word for that 30 years ago. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, but that's, what I was, that's what I was doing, right? I, I would like, be the person who belonged in the ballet studio. And then I would yeah. be the person who belonged on the street corner uh-huh. in, in both worlds. And so when I went home and I said, hey, I want to be a dancer, my mother was great, but she didn't understand this. Not really. Of course. And, and my friends, you know, the young kid boyfriends that I had when I was younger, you know, the, mm-hmm. the little boys and girls in the neighborhood, they didn't understand. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of figure it out. I mean, that was a burden I had to carry by myself. Luckily, I'm pretty stubborn. So, you know, I persevered. <laughs> but I could imagine that there are a lot of children who have the opportunity mm-hmm. through some amazing outreach program to experience something fantastic. Mm-hmm. Only then to go back to their home community mm-hmm. and be shut down. And so what I want to do, what I think is necessary, is to add to the current model of outreach programs to include work that involves the adults in these children's lives. That's the difference between bringing all of these, uh, I'll use this word, this is like a, a, a catchy word now, right? All of these diverse and inclusive audiences <laughs> mm-hmm. into our spaces. I say our now because I, I can't deny that I'm part of the dance industry, right? So yeah. into our space versus us from the dance industry going out into sure. those diverse and, and, and um, sure. inclusive spaces. And communities. Mm-hmm. And that little distinction, putting the onus on us to figure out how to make this work, rather than making the burden for them to figure out how to make this work, mm-hmm. is a critical change in the way outreach needs to be um, approached. I agree. And so that's what I think, and so I look around, like I said, and I go, well, who in the dance industry is going to do this? It's me. I'm going to do it. Yep. There's, yeah. Let me tell you how where you can start. 
You can watch this documentary um, that premiered on Paramount Plus September 15th. It's called Lift. And I think it will help you begin to do the work you want to do. I think. That's what somebody yeah. told me. So before um, Stephen Melendez uh, finished up this interview with me, I asked him something that I felt was really personal for me because I have a mentorship program called Brown Girls Dream. And as he's telling his story and how mentorship is so important, I simply said, what does that mean to you? And I think you'll like his answer. You know, there are a lot of people who uh, will approach mentorship from the wrong direction. Um, They do it somehow of or about or related to themselves. You know, they mm-hmm. take pride that they have protégés or they have something that they want the other person to become or to do or to say or to achieve, or they have some investment for themselves to be associated with this process. And I think that's the wrong place to approach mentorship from. I think that um, mentorship at its best is about understanding the person in front of you and understanding what they want and what their aspirations are, what they need and what, what their what their struggles are and providing for them what is best for them. And often, I think that means um, taking a light approach, not a heavy approach, but she was counterintuitive. It seems like if you're a mentor, maybe you have to sort of be a charge somehow, you know, like you like babysitting a, a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really, really a dangerous backward way to approach it. Um, a lot of the young people that I have worked with in my life have been people who are mature beyond their years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mature because they come from backgrounds that force them to grow up really quickly, um, force them to understand the world around them um, very uh, seriously. And what I found is that treating those children, you know, usually they're children, treating them like children, like you would hope that children should be, perhaps with innocence and naivete and um, an innocent unicorn's outlook to the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That only does them a disservice, but makes it so that they don't really relate to you because they can see right through all of that. You know, little kids are like, they're the best bullshit detectors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The way it goes. Um, And so, you know, I've had in my life the opportunity to work with kids that, um, are really just incredible. And if given the opportunity to prove themselves, importantly, to prove themselves to themselves, not to prove themselves to me, it's not about me, it's about them, um, then they, they really are able to shine. Somebody told me something recently, right? well, it's been a couple of years now. They said that young people are... Um, often told that they have to earn the respect of others, right? Trust is not um, not granted, it's earned. Respect is not granted, it's earned, right? That's, that's a common for turn of phrase. But I think what we, what we don't always think about is how we have to earn our own self-respect. You know, that's not something that just is in the air, that somebody's born and they respect themselves. In fact, there are a lot of people for whom that's, that mm-hmm. is the problem, but they don't mm-hmm. respect Mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is that for young people, when they're approaching life from deficit, you know, the kids that I work with are homeless or home insecure often, but even the ones who aren't, um, children who are approaching life from deficit are 
often also at a deficit of mm-hmm. opportunities to earn their own self-respect. You know, they're not given the opportunity to succeed, and then therefore they don't succeed, and then therefore they don't respect themselves. And then because they don't respect themselves, then it becomes a circle. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And yeah. something, you know, I, I work in the world of ballet, um, you know, so I have a lot of opportunities to offer a young person the chance to succeed at something. And as a dance teacher, I can create some wicked combinations that are impossible, except if you're Nuri ever Barishnikov or something, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I, I can force a child to fail just as well. Mm-hmm. As I can force sure, them to- sure, sure. And knowing how to balance that. You know, nowadays we get this thing where everybody gets a blue ribbon, you know, the attendance ribbons, all that stuff. Sure, sure. That's the uniquely millennial idea. I don't know what, but um, (laughs) it's a balance between maybe the cliche stereotype old school way and the cliche stereotype new school way that I I think where the the answer is. I'm going to keep talking. So you asked me that question. No, I was gonna say I have a I have a mentorship program, and the way you describe it is very true. How most people, myself included, look at mentorship. The question is important because the documentary really, to me, has a, a, a central focus on mentorship and what you give back from where you've been, and you're approaching mentorship in a very different way. You're not trying to create um, a, a, a bunch of dancers such as yourself. You don't want a, a bunch of little Stevens around, you know, if you will. And so I think it's important that we highlight that. Steven, I love you. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate Thank it. You. It was great. It. Oh, good. I was great. I was just having a blast. I was laughing. I was kicking. I was, the, as you were telling the story, I was like, yeah, I'm there with you. Yes. Okay. Walking down the street in the Bronx, we get off and then, then we go into Manhattan. I'm just there. I'm, I visualize it. I'm there. This is a very, very, very good interview. So I appreciate you for being here. Cool. Thanks for having me. Again, you guys go out and support this uh, documentary. It's called Lift. It's on Paramount Plus. You can also Google and see where you can find it. Um, I'm really, really, really excited uh, about his future and what he plans to do in the arts, especially for young kids that need it. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Naked. I'll be back next week. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 